Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up to heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. So Bernie, press ทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีทีท
<laughs> it is such a special gift that I got mm-hmm. from, from from that. It's, it's a fantastic introduction to what you guys are all about. So, Bernie, why don't you tell us about Cove Continuity Advisors and really how you guys are disrupting the uh, the industry, the financial planning and, and wealth management industry through radical transparency and a whole bunch of other amazing things. You're a B Corp. Um, give, give us the, the rundown about what Cove is all about. Well, maybe I should start by backing up a little bit and talking a little bit of how we got here, because uh, just talking about um, uh, what we're about um, is, a, is a little odd because we're an anomaly in our industry. And it was sort of an evolutionary process that got us to where we were, and we're very excited about the future. But basically, I started out in the insurance industry uh, 30 years ago. I was a sales agent for a major insurance company, and after 12 months, I realized I wasn't a sales guy. Um, so I sought uh, greener pastures elsewhere to figure out um, how I could do the work and make it more meaningful for me. And one of the things that was missing was is that it was very hard to sell something that that didn't have context. So I got into doing planning for clients, um, basically doing an analysis to figure out very simply how much life insurance do they need. Um, the way I was taught originally, it was is that, okay, you'd have this $50,000 whole life policy and you go out and you find somebody who's warm, alive, and, and, and relatively healthy and you convince them to spend the money that's required to buy the policy. But it didn't make a lot of sense for me because um, the client never really knew how much insurance they had. So I got into the process of planning for determining how much insurance they needed. Um, And eventually, um, many years later, as that uh, process evolved and we started attracting planning clients who were looking for just planning, somebody said to me, "Uh, Bernie, uh, you know, I I don't really need any product, but I really do like your planning. Could you do a plan uh, for me and my wife to determine whether or not um, I can retire because I work for a major uh, tax law firm in the city. I want to retire. My wife wants to make sure we can do that. So that was in 1991, and that was the evolution of, of a fee-for-service planning model, which we continue and, uh, and evolve to this very day, uh, where people could come to us and they could um, ask us to do planning, and we would charge them a flat fee so that there was no concern about you know running up tabs and they wouldn't be afraid to engage, because we started getting into asking questions about where do you want to be uh, when you're, you know, when you're, a hundred years old and you're looking back over your life, what's the most significant thing that you did in your lifetime? And using that question to say, all right, well, what is it, what is the plan that you want to put together to get there? Not only financially, but you know, what are your subjective goals? You know, what are your dreams, your aspirations? And so uh, that continued to evolve and we developed uh, an expertise working with high net worth uh, clients uh, and family businesses worked with, have worked, and continue to work with many family enterprises um, in British Columbia and Alberta. And eventually I took the Family Enterprise Advisor Program, learning all of the unique issues that family enterprises uh, deal with. And one of the things that came up and became very evident is, is that the traditional three-circle model, which describes you know, a family enterprise, you know, you've got the business, you've got ownership, and you've got the family, and the, how these three different components of that system interact, um, gets very complex. But one of the things that became very clear to me is, is that how do you actually identify something that is, in, that is a common value or a common purpose that uh, would be meaningful to all three of those different uh, components? Because 
they're they run in conflict with one another. You know, a business wants to make profit. Uh, employees want to take home income. Uh, and family want to, you know, basically, you know, you have family members who don't want to spend as much time in the business and they want to do something more meaningful. So we developed this concept of unifying purpose, which actually introduces a fourth model or a fourth circle to that three-circle model, and it now becomes the four-circle model. And we've we've developed that and uh, we put our name behind it, and, and that's the model that we operate from. So yes, we do insurance planning. Yes, we do financial planning. But more importantly... We've developed a process which we call up development, um, the up development and up design process, which is the unifying purpose development process. And that's really an evolution of this idea of finding a purpose that brings this family system together. But more importantly, it's, it's a system that we've adopted, adopted internally. We needed to find a unifying purpose within our organization that, that really sparked the intellect and the inspiration of every member of our organization. That's what led us to becoming a B Corp. So we became B Corp certified in, in December of 2016, a year ago, coming up to the first year anniversary. We're the first insurance-related organization in Canada to become B Corp certified. There's another um, Assumption V in uh, New Brunswick has become B Corp certified, oh. the first Canadian insurance company. Yeah, so that's we're, so we're exciting really stoked about that. that. happened, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, when it very just happened, like oh, a few wow. weeks ago. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we're pushing this movement to bring a greater accountability from a social and environmental responsibility into our planning process because we work with families and and businesses that control a lot of capital. And we thought, wow, you know, if A, families have a hard time getting on the same page because of interpersonal issues, one of the key driving components to that is the fact that they don't have an underlying purpose which unites them. You know, you've got Generation X, you've got the you've got the um, millennials that are all looking for something other than just driving profits. You've got the patriarch or the matriarch that are have built the business on driving profit only, and then you've got the employees who want better working conditions and they want to be treated more fairly and they want to participate in the in the in the profits of the company. So, the idea of bringing a triple bottom line. Um, purpose into family enterprise is is something that I'm very passionate about because I've seen what it's done in our family enterprise, our insurance business, with our employees and um, uh, within our family. So this whole thing has culminated in us um, thinking, well, how can we help other companies more effectively? And so we've developed a, an impact division and started launched an impact division of planning services in our organization where we've hired one of the top people in Canada that, who we uh, love very much, Christy O'Leary, who heads our impact planning services division, to go out and talk to our clients but also new businesses that we are, currently don't have a relationship with to talk about how can we help you develop your unifying purpose. And in that, there is this amazing fit for the other traditional products that we have because we can create tremendous amounts of capital and we call it impact capital by using insurance contracts and we've got some very creative ways of of helping reduce tax and creating impact capital using insurance products that nobody else in the country is doing. Incredible. I, I, well, okay, go ahead. well I, I'm curious about, like, what is what are, what are you finding is the response? I mean, are people kind of... Um, you know, totally getting it right off the get-go. Is there, is there education required? Are people suspicious? I'm just thinking of people, you have customers now, or potential customers. Like, what? 
What are you, um, or are they just, you know, like uh, saying, wow, where have you been? You know, what, what's been the response, Bernie? So it's mixed. Um, recently, I attended a conference, which was for Family Enterprise, and they were companies from all over the world. And um, the focus of the conference was to be a triple bottom line focus. It mm-hmm. was very uh, shallow in that, in terms of the depth of that approach. However, it did spark the conversations that I had with some of the other families that were there, and, and some of them got it right away and said, we want to engage, we want, we want to make this happen. While others, and typically the more traditional older generation, were, yeah, you know what, um, that's all great and well and good, and, and they weren't having any of it. So you get the same response as if you were to talk to somebody at a party. You know, you're brought together with a group of people. They're from diverse backgrounds. Some people will get it. Some people won't. But it's been remarkable how many people have been attracted to the conversation. You know, I appreciate you saying that because, you know, um, because sometimes you're so busy talking to people that are all in the same place that you just assume everyone gets it. So I wonder what I wonder what has to happen to help other people understand that this isn't a, a scheme. You know, this is this is this is actually kind of a, a new way to do business, and this is something that's coming. Do you have any any thoughts on that? Is it simple education, or what do you think, Bernie? I think it is education, but I think more importantly, it requires that traditional businesses, and we're a traditional business, and and we get some really sideways looks from even within the B Corp community and within the the triple bottom line community, looking at us kind of going, well, you're an insurance agency. How can you be a triple bottom line company? (laughs) But the bottom line is, is that we need traditional businesses. We're talking to a plastics company right now that is is leading uh, research in a fully biodegradable plastic packaging that that decomposes into into humus, dirt, wow. and methane, which is captured and used as energy. Unlike, you know, biodegradable plastics that you hear about, those basically break down into small microplastic particles. Well, they're, they're totally um, in line with everything we're talking about, and they're a big traditional business. We need, to, we need to point out that there are some good companies out there doing really good things that can actually draw uh, greater growth by celebrating those great things that we do. So we're talking to those tra- traditional businesses. And as that starts to catch on, you start to realize, well, this isn't just a fringe thing. This, this, is, a, this is actually a new and positive uh, growing movement to not only cr- you know, save the environment and create social change, but it's actually very, very profitable. Right. Right, and that's so, and that, that's the you know, and it, actually, I appreciate you using that example because you think of that as an like an well, so first there's insurance, and then there's that you know the plastic you know industry or producers, you, you, like you just you just kind of threw all maybe um, any confirmation bias I may have had on his head with that description, right? And the byproduct is you can actually be profitable through all this. So what a great message to get out there. Absolutely. And you know what? In, in our conversations about plastic, um, one thing that was pointed out or one anecdotal example was given that originally was given as, as a very wasteful use of plastic and it talked about, you know, UK supermarkets having these fruit and vegetables that are completely and individually wrapped in this cellophane type wrap. And what, what was interesting was when it was pointed out that, yes, it may seem like a lot of waste, but the actual weight of that plastic is like one gram. But 
by extending the shelf life of these fruits and vegetables by 50%, you're actually reducing the carbon footprint of food production and making more food available to people to eat that isn't getting thrown away by simply using that one gram of plastic. And suddenly I'm kind of going, okay, this isn't about eliminating throwing the baby out with the bathwater. This is about intelligently using our resources and actually preventing uh, greater levels of carbon being created in the production of food that'll never get eaten rather than why not put it in, in, in preserving it. And then if we add this, this biodegradability to the plastic, we're kind of going, okay, this is a no-lose scenario. This is the direction we have to go. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to be able to ever be, do without everything. But let's just use, do, um, use these uh, resources intelligently. And it, it reminds me of Patagonia's approach because they try they push the barriers and the limits as far as they possibly can <clears throat> on uh, creating sustainable products, et cetera. But even they are very, you know, think about the carbon footprint on getting all of their clothes, you know, shipped around the world. They use materials that aren't sustainable, but they're very open about it. They're like, just FYI, as you buy this product, just make sure you know that it was made from this type of material that we haven't found a uh, solution for yet but we're working on it but they were just like like, like you mentioned in your there's bio a level, there's a level of transparency yeah that there. the transparency side of it bernie is it's about yes we're using this type of plastic but have you thought about the the carbon uh, savings that we've had <laughs> as a result and you know what as soon as we get uh, a better solution we're, we're going there so it's about having that conversation, I think, and that's what I think is so cool about what you guys are doing at Cove in the in the in the uh, financial products side. Not many people are talking the way you are, and I think that's really really cool. And in a way, it's a competitive advantage right now. But you're probably hoping that the rest of the industry jumps on board and follows you as a, you know you're a thought leader in the space. Absolutely, and I think you mentioned um, you know tr- well you did you mentioned transparency, and one of the things that just moving away from you know the impact side of 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 our business, which we're which we're um, putting a lot of energy into growing, and it's been so very successful. But one of the things that we want to do is we want to clean up our own act in terms of our accountability to our clients and our consumers. And one of the things that we will be doing in, in 2017 is we will we will be the first organization in Canada to be fully transparent on the compensation that we're paid on the products that we sell. Wow. And this is going to be a big eye-opener for a lot of people because um, you know we have our biases in terms of the products that we advise, and it just so happens that they pay half the compensation that that the um, mainstream products um, produce. And so we're going to try and, um, well, we are moving towards a transparent model in that sense. So if, you, if we're showing options for insurance, we're going to show the compensation that we're paid. Cool. Um, and we'll be the first in Canada, but it's going to open up a, a whole new discussion about uh, consumer accountability. It's going to piss people terms. off, and I think that's awesome. Well, and the, but you know, <laughs> like it just sounds, you know, going, you know, to what you said earlier, it's there's actually something very pragmatic about it, I believe, too, because it seems like you're, to me, not not fully understanding the industry, but it seems like you're getting ahead of it in a way that lives with your values, and that's that's. That you know, I'm, my guess is well. It'll be really interesting to see how people respond. Uh, that's that's. I guess we don't know, mm-hmm. but I, I I certainly have a hope of how they respond. Well, I think it's 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 similar to um, Dave and I right now are, are doing a course on on internet marketing, uh, Bernie. Just as we're exploring new ways to take this podcast to another level, and the fellow that we're learning from is a guy named Jeff Walker, and he's got a, a course called the Product Launch Formula, and it's really interesting because he's 
very open with where he gets his affiliate uh, kickbacks. So anytime he recommends a product, he's straight up with it. He's like, just so you guys know, um, I do get a, a kickback on this one. Here's a few other options for you to consider. But I really appreciate that. And I want him to get, get that kickback because that's his business. But you know what? If he was slimy about it and was trying to point us into a direction or even if even if it, even if it had the appearance the appearance of that, it that he because he so so he makes a point bernie of saying here's here's how you get more information by the way here is my affiliate link i do make a couple bucks on this if you'd prefer to go direct here's how you can go direct so you know what i mean so he, he so he res- it's like what he's doing is respecting your his, choice his customer his client which is us and yeah i agree i really like that as well well, it makes a lot of sense because, and one of the reasons why we moved to this was, you know, um, we've seen a lot of product um, been sold that we think is inappropriate, and we know how much uh, compensation gets paid on it, and then we start to question the motivation of the people that are selling it, and then we start to question, you know, how happy those people are going to be. And so we've written some articles about, you know, the future of our industry, which which um, in, in some ways uh, can be quite bleak if... if 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 there is a reckoning, um, but this came about because we had our clients. Uh, we had clients that would say, "Okay, I want to know how much you're making on this." And w- when this happened a number of years ago, and it happened for the first time, it was very uncomfortable, and I was very squirmy. And I, you know, told them what I made. And the more recently, when it happened, was that somebody would ask us how much you make. Bang, we're out. We, we tell them what the compensation is. In fact, we bring a comparative compensation schedule and we're able to provide that information right away and and they go wow that's a lot and i go yes it is but i just want to explain to you um what we do with that money you know we have nine families in our in in our um, organization that we support we also you know the way insurance is priced is, is that it's all paid up front so if if we give you service in the future we're we're going to be paying for that out of future sales as opposed to the sale from your product because we will be using that compensation today to pay for all the other servicing that we're doing for all the policies that we put in place in the past but bottom line is is that after there's that the ex, a brief explanation of how it all works you know they they shrug their shoulders and they go oh okay thanks for telling me and off we go it's not like somebody runs away and hides or they start berating you about it. Um, some people have asked for a, a cut of the compensation and we just, you know, very frankly say, um, actually, we don't do that. Um, you know, we have to make sure that we're able to like, uh, you gotta make provide the, Businesses services. have to make money. Like, it, it, yeah. it always makes me laugh yeah. when people are like uh, questioning where you're making your points. But like, we are a values driven or a value based pricing system like just like you guys are you're not just selling product you are selling a service and you guys have a have a value or a values alignment that is worth something you know so it's yeah it, it for me it, sometimes i'm gonna go out on the limb and say it's disrespectful when people come and unless you're really trying to take them rake them over the coals but to question your profitability like you either buy from the person or not in a way like i don't know it's it, I'm sure it doesn't frustrate you, but it does for me sometimes when you have to defend the value that you're bringing. Um, Well, you know, the other side of it, uh, Greg, is the fact that we actually use this to drive our accountability. Um, What we become transparent because we've been questioned. And so 
our our idea is, is that we thank those clients that have asked that question because we realize, well, why are we waiting for somebody to ask? Why don't we just proactively do it? Why don't we demonstrate our value proposition so that when it comes up, there's no question about the value that they get? And honestly, we haven't had people question um, the value. You know, somebody will try and barter and say, well, you know, can I have a piece of that? And we say, well, actually, no, because we actually need that money to, to run our operation. And they go, oh, okay, well, that's fine. And off we go. But um, we welcome that kind of, of um, you know, um, um, criticism or, um, or challenge. investigation, or challenge, yeah. Whatever you call it, yeah. Our most difficult clients are the ones that actually make us a better business. Right. And um, I, I used to get angry at unreasonable clients, but now, now we could get in a group and we go, okay, look, you know, they may not be reasonable in their request, but what, what can we do to actually increase our level of service to every other client that we give based on this model? And, and honestly, it's, uh, it's driven our growth and it's driven our improvements. So well, it, you know, I think what you were going, Greg, is it was not so much about what people asking what the margin looks like. It's more not appreciating that you should have a profit margin. Right? I think yeah, is what yeah, you were yeah. It's uh, um, yeah. You know, I agree. and and it's I like agree. and it's very naive. Uh, the three of us can can speak as business owners. Very naive of of someone to think that we're not going to make money on what we do because how the heck do we do it, right? <laughs> so so those those they, they probably won't fall, fall in but our it's, happy it's customer camp. It's funny too because like we're uh, we're in the B Corp community and um, I find it's it's a little bit of a split because there's a, a lot of the um, you've got a for profit background camp which I come from, but then you also have a not for profit camp which a lot of people come from, and in the middle you got this brilliant marriage of a philanthropic uh, give back soul and spirit in a for-profit model. But within that community too, you do find yourself having, you know, sometimes having conversations to defend where you're making points and it's something to get used to as people, Bernie, it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on that. But as new companies come into the B Corp fold, there is such a spectrum of ideas about how business so, should be. So it's, it, but that's a good sign. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, a great sign. It's, it's a big community, big it's, enough. It's a to coming be, together of different yeah, different uh, values, values, and, yeah, or, 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 or appearance of. So, so are, are you? What are you noticing about the growth of the B Corp community? Are you are are you excited by what you're seeing, Bernie? Is it you know? Do you see uh, what do you, what does the future hold? Well, I'm really excited, um, largely because. Um, this has been sort of a really um, rejuvenating and invigorating experience for us. And we are a traditional old school business and we're seeing that the doors that opens for us and the conversations that we're having with other people, they see that they love what we're doing. They ask questions and then we're also asking them questions. But so, but to your point is, is that what are we seeing in terms of the growth? I can tell you what our efforts are is that we're engaged with um, the political parties in British Columbia. Um, we are engaging with the uh, the Greens and the NDPs, which for the first time ever, the Greens actually hold the balance of power in a province where um, this last election turned out to be a very interesting one. But the Greens hold the balance of power, and they've formed a coalition with the NDP, and we're in discussions with the, with both of those governments about making B Corp registration a separate class of registration under the Companies Act, which mm. means that 
they'll be able to register as a, uh, as a, a benefits, benefits uh, benefit company. The first time in yep. Canada's history, which would be For amazing. the first time in Canada. And so we're engaging with the lawyers that, that started the movement in the U.S. We have a law firm here in Vancouver that is, is interested in pursuing it. We've got B-Lab that's behind us. We've got the uh, representatives from government that are, that are engaging. And our hope is, is that we can make uh, benefit company uh, registration a reality in B.C., which, in addition to that, we would like to see uh, benefit companies get a few extra points in tendering processes. Mm. So if we can get the governments to say, all right, well, you know, uh, we, we do already do give um, extra points for Indigenous organizations or Indigenous companies um, because they re- they're part of an underrepresented group and we want them to succeed. So um, they already get a couple of extra points. So let, let's get benefit companies to ha- get a few extra points and get those companies that do business with all levels of government to suddenly realize, oh, you know what? This can actually help my business be- by becoming a, a benefits company. And uh, so there's B Corp certification. There's benefit company registration. We would like the, the extra points to go to the B Corp certified companies because B, uh, you know, registering as a benefit company really doesn't prove much um, until you actually uh, are able to certify that you're, you know, fulfilling the mandate that you originally incorporated for. We're also working with um, uh, several companies that are Aboriginal um, uh, First Nations-based corporations, and we're asking them to partner with us to approach the provincial government. We've got a lot of things on the go that we're really, really excited about. And, I mean, um, things that happened even in the last week that make us realize oh this is this is a this is real this, this is, is real. this is not just a pipe dream so when you ask me about whether I'm not I'm excited I'm ecstatic about what can possibly happen and Ber- what's going to happen in the B Corp community Bernie it's so exciting to see what you guys are doing in that fruitful ground of British Columbia and what I'm excited for is our follow-up call uh, perhaps after the successful celebration of benefit uh, incorporation um, policies put in place let us know so we can get back on. I'd love to hear how that goes because it's going to be a model for the rest of the country. And um, it's really interesting too. Like minutes ago, we had the premier of our province in our studio here doing a podcast uh, right beside us. And uh, he's really open as well. And it runs like to these type of conversations. So we just need one leader, you know, one province to take the lead. And it looks like you're pushing that agenda. So congratulations Really appreciate that. And as we wrap up, uh, Dave's oh, got one last one request. Yeah. Now these wonderful T-shirts. How oh, yeah. how does one get one when they live on the other coast? <laughs> well, you have to be friends with Greg. Ah, be, be friends with me. I, 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 and, ch- I checked that box. And you, you have to. You have to send a, a shout out to do him. amazing podcasts. Okay. I listened to the one with the uh, young woman from BDC. That was awesome. Oh, cool. Um, that was excellent. Well, so, here, um, how's this for a deal? How's this for a deal? What if sure. what is your t-shirt size cuz we will I will send you a boiling point t-shirt okay nice and then and then I'm hoping in return I could receive one of these cool t-shirts that I'm looking at uh, that I just saw on Greg the picture what do you think Bernie is that a deal That's a deal so I'm a medium what size are you I am I'll probably take a large. large you're large <laughs> and and Bernie just so you know you have 3 shirts that were sent this morning um, in the mail and uh, you've got one for Christy for Christy and for you so I can't wait for you to open awesome. up and it's a heartfun.org shirt two of them you're going to love them I want to get a picture when you put them on so this we're now in the t-shirt economy right now we're, <laughs> we're, <laughs> right. we're sharing love coast to coast yep. through t-shirts and this is this is the way 
all great business relationships start. <laughs> so Bernie, thank you. And say hi to Christy and Christy. And Dave, you know Christy O'Leary. So yeah. Christy's working uh, working there now. Oh, yeah. No so we, we've had Christy oh, on here twice, uh, Bernie, on this podcast. So um, small world. Well, was, she's leading the charge in our uh, in our impact planning services division. I, I can I imagine. I'm not surprised she's that she leads the charge in everything that she's. <laughs> so please give her a big hug for me. <laughs> yes. And Bernie, so good to hear your voice again, my friend. And really, am looking forward to, uh, and, and to I, connecting and, again. And a shirt will come your way. I ju- I've, I Excellent. have it down. I have it down. <laughs> Excellent. Well, good to talk to both of you, Greg, Dave. Uh, have a great day. And, you as well. Uh, we'll We'll do that follow-up call. Awesome, awesome. Bernie. Th- thanks, care. Bernie. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. So my quick takeaway there, Dave, is we individual business owners can make so much change totally. with the influence and just, totally. it's incredible what they're doing. They're, they really are disrupting their whole industry. Yeah. Well, and, and, the, and the, you know, yeah, not that and the whole idea of being transparent and, and um, you know, the, you know, uh, being accountable to their their customers, and and you know, pushing the industry and in being place. unapologetic for working in an industry that people are critical of. Well, and then I was thinking, and then also working with government. I mean, my God, like what are they, what aren't they doing? <laughs> and they're making wicked T-shirts as well. <laughs> okay. um, well, I, and I'm gonna send I'm gonna send a, so a BP one to him. Hundred percent. That is awesome. And um, you know, Chrissy's gonna want one now as well, right? Well, maybe she gets one as well. She can ping us and, yeah, and let yeah. us know. Chrissy, if you're listening, I know you are. Uh, let us know <laughs> alright guys fun as always Greg have a good I said alright guys uh, alright guy, guy. <laughs> Dave we'll see you next week thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod to see more from Dave Vale check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale and to catch up with Greg Visit HemmingsHouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.